everything caravan and camping. They've got everything. Yeah, g'day team and welcome to our Everything Caravan and Camping podcast sponsored by ECC Parks. My name's Scotty Hillier from Channel 7 and each week we're going to take you to a different destination around this great country of ours. We're going to get you there safe with our weight and towing masterclasses. We've got tech tips. We're going to chat to influencers. And we're also going to chat to you, the listeners. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear your questions. We're going to have a bit of a laugh with our caravan park confessions. And every week, we're going to chat to the greatest chef ever given an open fire and a set of tongs, none other than Harry Fisher from Fire to Fork. I'm excited. Let's get into it. Now, ECC, it's a 24-7 marketplace for all things caravanning, camping, and four-wheel driving. With more than 10,000 products available from hundreds of popular brands, you'll find everything you need for your next outdoor adventure. Don't forget, subscribe to the newsletter and save a further 10% off the best brands, products, and prices. They're only a click away. Let's go. Everything caravan and camping. Okay, hope you are enjoying this, our Everything Caravan and Camping podcast. It is time for our Weight and Towing Masterclass, and we bring back the great Dave Lewis. How are you, brother? Good. Thanks, Scotty. How are you? Yeah, yeah, um, good. Away fishing again, I see. Not as much fishing this week. We've done a couple of caravanning trips, so it's been good. And on Creek yep. to Coast, we love to get out and about and, and give people ideas that are, are keen yep. to get out and explore different areas. So we, in conjunction with Caravanning Queensland, we go away and a few other vendors as well. Fantastic. So yeah, best job ever. Get to, I get paid to zip around the country. How good am I going? <laughs> oh, you are. I did see you sleeping in a swag somewhere just recently. Yeah, that's I know. I've got to rough it sometimes. A big question people ask me when they see me set up a swag, they say, do you really sleep in that swag? What do you reckon? That was, yeah, well, that was the question I was going to put to you. <laughs> Let's just say <laughs> if there's a nice, comfortable bed within a 30 to 40K radius, I may go and sleep in that <laughs> now and then. But look, enough about me. It's all about you, Dave. Yep. And as I said, the response to our Weight and Towing Masterclass, going gangbusters, people are loving all all the information. Good one today. Statistics. Over the past six years, the percentage of vans that you've weighed that have been overweight, your worst cases, can it be fixed? Yep. It's a big question. A lot of people asking about it. Let's talk. Yeah, it is, Scotty. And like our database, we keep um, records, obviously, of all our weighing that we do. And it shows basically what's been happening over the last six years. So back in 2017, when we started, around about 53%, so more than half the caravans we weighed exceeded one of their compliance ratings. In other words, they were overweight. And as far as cars go, it was only around about 25%, roughly, thereabouts. Yep, yep. yep. So that was in 2017. Go forward six years, this last financial year just finished, yep. the number of caravans we saw overweight was 31%. Good. Nearly half. So what I, what, what do you take out of that? I suppose that pe- there's a lot more awareness now of weight compliance then people are, are, are more likely to go and get their caravan weighed and check it. And if it is overweight, work out a way of fixing it. So we went from 53% that first year back down to 31%. The cars have remained about the same, around 26 to 30% of the vehicles we weigh are overweight. But what people must realise is that we've got to be under all those ratings, but it's just every part of it's 99.9% of it fixable. Yeah, there you go. And I guess when you hook up to a caravan, you've got this massive ton, three-ton 
machine behind yep. you, yep. it's nerve-wracking. So doing all of these pre-checks, chatting to guys like yourself, it's all about peace yep. of mind, isn't it? And if you get everything right, there's no reason you, you won't get to your destination safely. You're going to get home safely. We want you, hopefully listening to this podcast, to just know you've, got, you've done everything in your power. Everything's perfect. Off you go. That's right, mate. That is exactly right. And all these people that, that we weigh that are overweight, I would just say, no, like I say, 99% of them is fixable. We've done in excess of 2,000 carry-on car combinations. So yeah. that equates to about 4,500 individual ways of a car and a caravan. So when you look at it, the numbers stand out that people are getting the message and they are looking at how they can fix it. And more importantly... That's probably a really big road safety message there as far as there's so many more people in caravans on the road these days. We've seen the last three, with COVID, three and a half years, how many caravans have actually been purchased and are out on the road there now. I've seen some shockers, but most of it's fixable. I've seen caravans that are 400 kilos overweight, cars that are with boats on the top that are 600 kilos overweight. But again, it's relatively easy to fix most of it. Yeah, just no. to know where you are to start with. Yeah, no, that's perfect, mate. As you said, there are so many more RVs on the roads these days. And I guess in the next few years, you'd like to see that number drop even possibly half again, Dave. Yeah, it, and it is. We work closely with Caravan in Queensland and, and Jason Plant, the CEO of Caravan in Queensland, quite often has a chat to us around these numbers. And when you look at the numbers on the database and you see these changes, then it's good that some of the stuff we do with Caravan in Queensland is all about road safety. It's all about pushing this weight-wise caravanning, as we call it. So to make sure that the most important thing is you're hurtling down the road with a combination that could be between six and six and a half tonne. We want to make sure that everything's going to operate right and basically you've got to load it correctly to make sure that it does. Look at you go. Absolute legend. And Dave, if people want to catch up with yourself or get their van and vehicle weighed, they can do it easily. Tell us how. Yeah, Scotty. Website, mobilecaravanweighing.com.au. Phone number 0477897700. I'm in Brisbane. We've got John at the Gold Coast, Paul at Coffs Harbour, Shane in Darwin, and another Shane in Toowoomba. So we cover a pretty big area. Give us a call on that number, and I can put you in contact with the boys. Look at you. You're everywhere. You're everywhere, Dave. You're like a rash. (laughs) You're everywhere. And if you've got any questions, we are going to have our question time here on our podcast. You can contact myself, podcast at Everything Car. As per usual, Dave Lewis, absolute pleasure, my friend. Thanks, Scotty. Talk to you soon. Okay, it's that time of the podcast for our tech tip with the great Charlie. And he's in studio with me. Yeah, mate, we've come down. I thought we should make this a little bit more professional. This is a little bit exciting. How you been, mate? Been going great, and yeah. I've been seeing the podcast explode. And yeah, it's I was like, going you know, It's got to start sounding a little bit better. Yeah, no, I love it. So, obviously, you do our tech tips every week. You're a big part of Leisure Tech and all the team. But you've been on the road, like you're cutting my grass. I, I, I hosted Creek to Coast, but you're you've been out. Tell us a couple of the I've, shows you've been out and doing. I've been following the great man's footsteps. <laughs> They're big I've footsteps, been, very I've slow. Been, I've been watching Creek to Coast for years now, and I'm like, you know what, Scotty? He's living the life. Yeah. We got to get a piece yeah. of this. But but you're telling me off air, you've loved it. It's been awesome. The places we're going, it's not places that I would pick offhand. Yeah. And some of the areas we've explored and some of the things that we've seen, and even the places they then take you when we get there, that's the hidden gems that the guides take you. You wouldn't go there and get a guided tour as a normal person. So when you get to go, and you'd know as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's the people you meet, the places you go, as you said. And what's been... Leisure Tech's involvement, well, how, what products or what, how you been involved? So Leisure Tech is like the umbrella company yes. for Mike Kuhlman, Truma and Malenko. Yes. 
And as Mike Coleman, we sponsor your 4x4 yep. or four-wheel drive TV with Simon yeah. Christie. Yeah. And that's where we get to go away. We get to do all these awesome trips. And yeah. I've just come back from one and yeah. Flind- at the Flinders Ranges. Yeah, wow. And we did the big trek from Brizzy, towing the van. So I've- Wow, you did the full bit. So what did you take? What products of Mike Coleman did you... So obviously we got the fridges, yeah. we had the power pack, we got the DC charger, yeah. we got all the leads and everything. We had the full kit ready to go and obviously all the accessories that yeah. everyone else out in the market that's also available on ECC, by the way, yeah. we can go with the fridges and with our accessories. So when you say ECC, I can see people out there going, ECC, everything caravan and camping. Yeah. So, yeah. Jump online, it's all there. Yep. Everything yeah. caravan and camping, yeah. we always abbreviate it down to ECC. Exactly. Yeah. And we actually got to check out, down in the Flinders Range as well, and I'll bring this up because we have obviously ECC parks. Yes. There is this awesome new ECC park as part of the Flinders Ranges. There you go. We should really yep. do a little, instead of Jason Filippini, we could get you. But Mate, it was actually this nice little gem that we got yeah. there for footy finals weekend. Oh, fancy that. So they had the full wood fire pizza going. Wow. We had the big flat screen up. Everyone was coming in, check out yeah. footy yeah. finals. And then you just look down and it was overlooking Port Augusta on that side of the Flind- southern yeah, Flinders right. Ranges. Wow. So you, you look down, you see the huge solar, the solar farm looked like it was a lake. Yeah, wow. From where you are, just on the base of the mountain there, and then you drive up and they've got four-wheel drive tracks galore through there. So have you got a quick, I mean, we've been blabbing, look <coughs> at us go for minutes in our tech tip. What do we want to throw in there as a little tech tip and part of this podcast? So the one thing I will say to everyone, before you go on these trips, yep. 100% recommend having the right equipment. And that doesn't mean, I don't mean recovery gear, I don't mean things like that. I mean being prepared for what could go wrong. And that is having, we actually needed a couple first aid kits. Definitely recommend always having your snake bike kit yeah. in your car. Good point. Because we were going there, is warming up, yeah. and obviously with those warmer temperatures, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. those little critters like to come out of little hiding yeah. places. Good tip. And most cars these days from the dealership, where we were going, they would get there. So it wasn't hardcore four-wheel drive, yeah. it was more touring. Yeah. So we were still getting to see these awesome spots, but yeah. going on nice carved tracks. Yeah, yeah nice. And, but that's probably the one thing I so would just, recommend. So just take all those little bits and bobs, the things you yeah. don't think of, but you, if you need them, you need to have it right. It's great to have the four-inch lift kit, big yeah. tyres, and every bit of gear you can think of, but I can guarantee you... Don't when, forget the basics. When you get stuck, <laughs> those basics yeah. are going to save your life. Good on you, Charlie. We've blabbed too long there. Tech Tips, we'll be chatting to you next week. Yep. Thanks, Scotty. Come on. Oh, it's that time of the show. <laughs> I just keep laughing every time. We do talk off air and it's quite funny, but this one, Caravan Park Confessions with Jason Filippini. How are you, brother? Oh, Scotty, wonderful. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm dying to hear this story. And I, once again, for the folk out there listening, all around the world, they're tuning into our Everything Caravan and Camping podcast. Be warned. I should actually should get you a little siren just to whoop, whoop, whoop in case it's it's got some, some detail in it that not everyone wants to hear. But that's what we're about. We are open and free. If you've got any confessions as well, just a reminder, you can send us an email or jump onto the website because I want to hear them as well. But, mate, where are we going this week? And I, I've got an inkling. You go. <laughs> Oh, look, this week is, is going back to the old, put the fingers in the ear, a little bit of a warning. All right. So here we go. All right, I'm, I'm, re- so I'm ready. I'm walking around about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, doing patrol through the park, and I noticed that the laundry door was closed. This door is never closed. It's always open, especially yeah. at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And so I pull the roller door up, and here I find these late teenagers, so 17 to 19, going hard at it on the bench. Oh, jeez. 
Oh, no. What are you doing, Lasso? And so I quickly pull I quickly pull the roller door down. I say, get dressed, hurry up and get dressed and come out and see me. So I'm standing there and, and they actually finished they, they stopped what they were doing. They didn't finish. Oh they that's good. Stopped what they were doing. That's good. I'm glad you know that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, What are you doing? And they said, Oh well, we're we're camping with our friends and family and we have no privacy. Oh I, this is a this is a holiday park. You can't do that in the laundry. No, not in the laundry. Come on now. Come on. It's a clean room. It is the clean oh, room. It is the cleanest room there. We're cleaning things. Oh, who knows what we will get, mate. Another cracker. We'll speak to you next week, Jase. See you, Scotty. Come on. Let's go. Everything caravan and camping. Oh, and it's great to get emails from the Everything Caravan and Camping family. As we say every week, if you want to be on the show or if you've got any questions or any tips or anything you want to know, email us. And if we get the chance, we will ring and put you on the podcast. We've got one. Mickey Brown, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Scotty. Yeah, that's good. So you emailed in and you were telling me and it stood out because you live in Bribey, is that correct? That's correct, yes. And you did a trip solo, towing the van all the way to Darwin. Obviously, you're a racing fanatic. Went up there for the racing carnival and then came all the way back solo. Yeah, yeah, I did. Just got home and it was a great trip. So tell us, firstly, what, what are you driving in and what are you towing? I've got a 20-foot caravan, Sunseeker caravan. Yeah. It's an off-road van, so it, it can take a bit of punishment. Yeah. <laughs> and I bought myself a Ram 3500. Hold and, on, uh, a Ram 3500? Yes, 3500. <laughs> How big is that thing? Oh my god! Uh, it's a long, it's a long wheelbase, so it's quite long. It's about uh, a bit over a meter longer than the normal Toyota Land Cruiser. Yeah. So you can't just park them anywhere. You've got to pick your mark where you park. Wow. You that... can't take them to shopping centres. No. No, I bet. Have you got it all decked out? Is the back of the rim, the canopy? You got stuff in that? Is that all done, or is that yet to be done? Yeah. So I've spent about six months getting it all decked out. I first of all I got all the suspension done. Got a whole new suspension, new tyres, had a lift on there because I've had back surgery, so I needed the ride to be really comfortable. So the guys at uh, Big Dog Builds, am I allowed to mention their name? Yeah, Big Dog? well, yeah, let's think about it. Big Dog Builds, you certainly can. So yeah. they, they did it all for you. They did all the suspension for me and they just done a fantastic job and they, it rides just like sitting in a rocking chair. So <laughs> it looks after my back really well. So... They did all that for me, and they also put on a boat loader yeah. for my tinning. Yep. And yeah. then after the guys there finished with it, I sent it to Off Road Creative down at on the, on the south side of Brisbane. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Coomera, that area. Yep. And they built a canopy for me. Now it, the canopy, you can sort of order whatever you want. They'll build it to your. Do you uh, want? Specs, so, so, I mean, yeah. while we've got you, all the listeners out there want to know. So, what have you put on this thirty-five hundred Ram? <laughs> we all get to your destination, but I'm just intrigued with this—the size of this vehicle. I'm imagining everything that opens and shuts is on the back. Yeah, well, it has, basically it has. It's got everything, <laughs> including including the kitchen sink. So, it has, <laughs> so we have eighty liters of water underneath the chassis. You've got your own water. You can uh, yeah, wash your car with it if you like. Yeah, it's got hooked to a uh, a pump. And a hose reel, so you can actually can wash your car or we wash your caravan with it. Yeah, it's got two fridges. One's an upright fridge. I think it's about a hundred and thirty liter upright fridge, and then it's got a fridge freezer on the other side. Uh, you can turn that into a deep freeze. Wow! So because I like me fishing, I got an ice machine. I make my own ice, and I. <laughs> 
deep, keep that in the deep freezer. So I've got fresh ice every day for the boat trip. Of course you do. <laughs> and what about cooking wise? Do you cook in the van or the back of the ram? Oh, both. I cook in the car mostly. It's yeah. got a an air fryer. <laughs> it has a toaster. It's got a coffee machine. Oh wow! It's got a double induction hot plate, so you can be cooking the roast in the air fryer and getting the veggies and the steaming the veggies on the hot plate on the double induction hot hey, plate. Stop it! Hey Mick, can you do me a favour? Next time yes. you go anywhere, invite me. <laughs> <laughs> it can do. Oh, it's, can do. it well, sounds then. amazing. So you went all the way to Darwin. Any a couple of yeah. give me a couple of your favourite spots on the way there. You stopped. Did anywhere that you know you think? Oh, I've got to come back here. That was great on the way. Mount Isa is always a good stop. It's a yep. great town, Mount Isa. There's lots of history there, and yep. if you know someone, you can probably organise a an underground tour to get down yep. below the surface and have a look what goes on down there and see these massive trains and yeah. things that work down there. That's amazing. Mount Isa and lots of history. And if you're into gold prospecting, there's areas out there you can go and uh, run your detector over and find bits of gold. Oh, that'll be good. Mount Isa is a good spot. We stayed at Tennant Creek, or I stayed at Tennant Creek for a few days. Yep. It's a wild outback sort of a town, but yep. about 50 kilometres from Tennant Creek, there's a designated fossicking area the government puts aside a certain area yep. you can go and, and, and look for some gold there there are old gold mines that have been closed down and there's still gold there so I spent a few days there which was really peaceful it's called the Warrigo Gold Mine fossicking area oh, now are you going to tell the whole all of our podcast family there's millions tuning in Mick did you find any gold not enough to retire on but there are bits and pieces there but love it we've we live in hope. That's uh, that keeps us going. Yeah, and the big what you got the the twenty foot Sunseeker. Twenty foot Sunseeker off road. was really good. How did that handle the trip? No dramas there with the van behind. No, no dramas at all. It's got a couple of. It's got two hundred hour batteries, so that's enough to go off grid because yeah. it charges up during the day with the sun, so you can stay off grid and yeah, nice. all the cooking and so on. I do in the ram because it's got. 400 amp hours of battery in there. You're, you're good. Never, never go flat. Yeah. yeah. Do you do have a wife, don't you? <laughs> she probably I do, but, she, I do, but she didn't want to go this trip. She worked out quite good. And what's on the on the bucket list for Michael? Where somewhere you haven't been, you want to take the ram and the big in the van? My next trip's going to be to the Flinders Ranges. Yeah. In South Australia. Nice. I've heard all about them, and I'd rather do trips like two months or three months and come back home and. Get yourself ready for the next trip rather than do one big long trip away. Yeah. Do trips in two or three months. That sort of suits me better. Yeah, perfect. Um, and then if you do something on that smaller trip and you find that you need to change something on your car or your van, you can do it. Whereas if you're on the road, it's hard to get things done. You know, there's always a big waiting yeah. list and so on. Nice. All right, Mick, if you can text us back in or send us an email like you did and we'll let the whole a podcast family know, and we're all coming with you with the RAM, all right? And no, no, no problem. No problem. Hey, Michael, thanks for emailing in. It's great to chat with you, and keep us posted. Keep sending us emails after you've done your trip and let us know how you get on. I will do, Scott. Good on you. Thanks for having me on. Good. I hope you are enjoying this, our Everything Caravan and Camping podcast. Time of the show that I actually really, and I know all of our listeners look forward to, apart from other things in the show, is catching up with our fighter fork, Man, our chef extraordinaire, the cook, Harry Fisher from Western Australia. How are you, my friend? I'm going bloody magic, mate. Very, <laughs> very good. That is good. Loving it over here. Now, a couple of questions. We've got one there. A couple of folk want to know, if you're leaving to go on a two-week adventure, what's a bit of gear in terms of cooking you do not leave home without? 
Mate, I, I'll tell you what, I'll give you my little essentials. Yes. Which I think, and this is this is for fire cooking because I love fire cooking. As yep. I know we've spoken about it, but just tell us again, what, what do you love about fire cooking? Harry, what, what is it? For me, camping isn't camping without a fire. Yeah. So I, I will always go out, way out of my way to make sure I've got a fire. And then I used to carry around gas burners and gas bottles and all that kind of stuff in, in the back of my car. And it just seemed to get in the way a lot when I suddenly realized that I've got this fantastic heat source in front of me that's free that I don't have to refill that if I need more of I can just go and pull it out of the bush just go get a bit more firewood yeah. or whatever yeah. so for me it seemed crazy not to use this heat source sitting in front of me to, to cook dinner and I actually haven't carried a gas burner in six years now there you go so yep. I am completely fire reliant and then yeah actually later on today later on in this, in this podcast I'll give you a recipe that doesn't require fire Oh, I love it. Let's, let's go back to yeah. I'll cut you off there. I'll keep asking we'll, a thousand we'll, questions, we'll get, but, but your gear list. Let's go to your gear list, let, Harry. Yeah. All right. Gear list. Now, this is for fire cooking, as I said. Number one, get some welding gloves. They're only 10 bucks from Bunnings, and they make a huge difference with just a bit of heat proofing. The other thing is make sure your utensils are a bit longer than usual. You don't want short tongs and things like that when you're cooking on a fire because you will burn your hands. Obviously, for going to the toilet and whatnot, you're going to need a shovel. But it's also really useful for rearranging your fire, getting those coals, burying it afterwards, all that kind of stuff. It's really, really important to have a shovel. Some sort of a good grill plate, which turns a fire into a barbecue. Some sort of a platform is is really important. Make sure you've got good knives. They don't have to be amazing. Uh, I've heard people say that the most dangerous knife is a blunt knife. I've never cut myself with a blunt knife. Done it plenty of times with a sharp knife. (laughs) But (laughs) doesn't mean I'm not going to have a bloody sharp knife with me. I, I love to have a camp oven with me. They're inexpensive and they're just... A fun, a fun device to make, you know, your, your, your oven stuff, really. Yeah. So, yep. you know, m- most people camping don't have an oven, so this really, really broadens your horizon. Wow. I love to have a wok instead of a fry pan, and oh. that's because it's a bit higher-sided, yeah, and it, yep. if, if you knock it a bit, it's a bit more forgiving, and you can cook a lot more things there. You can do your stir-fries and, and your whatever. So, yeah, I like, and you can still do your bacon and eggs in it. So, yeah, that, well. that's a big one for me. And just the humble billy. Yeah. I love a billy. Yeah with a spout because you can drain your pasta through it and you can drain rice through it and all that kind of stuff. And they're just bulletproof. But I would say make sure it's a stainless or a tin billy, not an aluminium one because I've left my aluminium billy on the fire a couple of times and they don't return. You just pull (laughs) the top off and the rest of it's still sitting in the fire. It's got a pretty low melting temp. That is a good tip. And mate, recipe-wise, I did all hear we're not cooking with a fire today. Did I hear that? We're not cooking with a fire today, mate. Interested. So this is a weird one. And it's one that I've done. So this is for people in dry climates like where I am. You know, WA is a great one for it. And it's traditional biltong or, you know, beef jerky. Oh. So what you do is you get it, you get yourself a nice bit of rump, slice it up into sort of about double the thickness slices you want. So big, long, probably two centimetre, three centimetre thick slices. Spray a bit of vinegar on it. And then just get a bit of a mix of salt, white pepper, not black pepper, and chilli if you like it and a bit of ground coriander. And don't worry, it doesn't taste like soap. Like the, Some people find that normal coriander tastes like soap. The coriander seed is completely different. Then you want to rub that on your meat, and then get some paper clips and stick them through the ends of the meat to use them as hooks. So you bend yep. those paper clips out so they're like a double-sided hook, and hang it inside your tent. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it yeah. sounds like it would stink, and it would be gross, and there'd be flies everywhere. Because of the vinegar, the flies completely leave it alone. Yeah. It doesn't smell at all. And if you leave it in a tent with the fly, with the fly screen open, just right at the top of the tent, 
it only takes about 48 hours. So if you're at camp and you want to make yourself some really good driving snacks, for, you know, particularly for remote areas and stuff, you can usually get a, a good rump from a local station or farmer or any butcher or whatever. You'll make yourself, honestly, a couple of hundred bucks worth of biltong for about 25 bucks. You know, I, I'm, I'm a huge biltong fan, my favorite driving and travel snack. So, yeah, I decided to make it myself, and it just works incredibly in a tent. How easy is that? A little tip probably too. Tell your partner you're doing it. I can imagine me hanging the, all all this meat up and the good yeah. old cheese and kisses coming back and what on earth has he done? What is he doing? What is he doing? But wow, yeah. that's amazing. Make your own biltong whilst you're on the road. Yeah, I've done it a couple of times and it works really well. I even did rude biltong once. There, there you go. Oh, Harry, once again, you've got people licking their lips. You're an absolute legend. Now, if you want to get hold of Harry's book, Fight a Fork Adventure Cooking, you can do that online, everythingcaravancamping.com.au. I look forward to this every week. I'll speak to you next week, Harry. Looking forward to it, mate. Can't wait. Now, don't forget to head to the Everything Caravan and Camping podcast page at everythingcaravancamping.com.au. Sign up to the newsletter for your chance to win a $50 voucher to spend on the ECC marketplace. Now, don't forget to catch up on all of our ECC episodes. Go to where you get your podcasts, or it's pretty simple. Head over to the website, everythingcaravancamping.com.au. Let's go! Okay, where we're heading this week, we are back up to my neck of the woods, Sunshine Coast, Queensland, and we're going to a pretty popular one, Malulabar Beach Holiday Park, and we're catching up with the, he runs the park just about on the sunny coast, Jason Filippini. How you going, brother? I'm excellent, Scotty. How are you today? Yeah, yeah, good, mate. Good. A little bit, it's a little bit damp over the last few weeks, but I did sneak out, and I love to break. We popped out, I did some filming up north, and went up and got a heap of big barramundi, so you'll be jealous to know that we oh, caught, very jealous. caught and released a couple of big barras. But, mate, Malulabar Beach Holiday Park, it's an absolute ripper. Tell us about it. Oh, Scotty, Malulabar Beach Holiday Park, it is one of the newest parks on the Sunshine Coast. It's an old location, yep. but only three years ago, we knocked it over completely and we got rid of everything and started fresh. Wow. It was a greenfield site and we built it out of the ground. There's new infrastructure, there's new roads, there's new amenities, there's new office and accommodation. It is one of the newest parks yeah. on the Sunshine Coast. And who are we, who are we inviting? Uh, your, your caravans, campers, motorhomes, the whole kit and caboodle? Yep, so we're only caravan spaces yep. and, and tents and motorhomes. We yep. don't have any cabins. Yep. It's only 59 sites. So it's a small park. It's situated just behind the surf club, across the road from the wharf, right on the beach. Wow. It, it is <laughs> the amazing of amazing locations. Well, need I ask, coffee, foods, restaurants, if you're right there, like for folks that haven't been to the sunny coast or Mooloolaba, it, you literally have it all. You could eat a different cuisine every night. <laughs> you could you could eat in a different country every night. Yeah. For, for, that was for easier. A, every, a country every night is easier than cuisine. I don't even know if I said it right. Cuisine, <laughs> food, I should have just said food. But, but yeah, coffees and restaurants, all, surrounded. Surrounded, you've got uh, alcohol, you've got coffee, <laughs> you've got bars. Oh, we love our Every yeah. Australian loves a good, yeah, you know, good bar. We've got surf clubs, we've yeah. got restaurants, we've got supermarkets. It is all there. It is one of the one-stop locations. It is heavily booked all the time. Yeah. So you've got to book ahead. But it is an experience that 
every caravaner should put on their to-do list. Yeah, there you go. And I know Underwater World there, is it, or is it Sea Life, is it called, for those that want to do something it's, there? It's Sea Life just there. It's, again, they are great. They do a lot of conservation work. And many days in the week, you will see them walking across the road, releasing turtles and stuff like that. So you can go and actually visit their, their attraction, or you can actually just be part of it. And they'll be doing releases. It is really getting right in right in the middle of it all. Yeah, wow. Now, people, I can hear texting, ringing, distances for, for those from Brizzy. Everyone sort of knows Malulabar. 100 k's to the to the sunny coast from Brizzy, over 1,000 from Sydney and 1,800 odd from Victoria. So if you're listening down there and you're thinking, oh, Jason sold me this to the Malulabar Park, that's sort of how long it had taken. And Jason, I guess veering off a little bit, for those that have got, say, from Victoria, a big trip, you'd encourage them with their, with their towing vans, make it a two or three day trip, just relax, do your little bits and be parked up before dark each night. Oh, absolutely, Scotty. I think for, from a caravaner's perspective, and I know a lot of people towing caravans, I meet thousands every year. No more than 400 k's a day. Yeah. If you can keep in that sort of window, two to 400 kilometres a day, the caravan uh, and holiday parks around Australia are generally situated around that sort of distance. So if you plan your trip well, you can actually get there safely and you can do it so that everyone goes home after a great experience. Yeah, perfect. And for those towing boats, but probably not the ideal, but you don't need to bring a boat. There's plenty of hire boats around. Swan Boat Hire, we often talk about when we're doing our sunny coast parks. Off the rocks at Malulabar there, good brim fishing. They get plenty of whiting. You've got the Malulabar boat ramp at the Coast Guard there. If you do bring a bigger boat or you've got friends with boats, good access to sneak out and catch yourself some Spanish mackerel or some snapper or sweet lip or parrot. And the beach fishing, as I said, very, very good. And if you don't catch any seafood... I know Malulabar Seafoods down past Sea Life, the fresh, straight off the trawlers, Jace, the, the, the freshest seafood oh, anyway. It is. Yeah. It is, Scotty. I used to get their their mixed reef. It would be <laughs> caught in the morning and you, you'd eat it straight out, with the, out yeah. of the fryer. Amazing. Yeah, no, true, true. All right, mate, Malulabar Beach Holiday Park, as we always say, if you're thinking of coming, it's only a small park. It's just been reno. They've just taken it over. Everything's new. Jump onto the website or give the team a call before heading up, Jace. Absolutely. It's one of the busiest parks because it's so small and because the amazing location and everyone in the know knows the place that you want to tick off your bucket list. Yeah, lovely. Good on you, mate. All right, buddy, we will catch up. (laughs) You and I are going to be chatting regularly over the next few months. Good on you, buddy. Thanks, Scotty. And in terms of parks, there's 65 throughout Australia and New Zealand. Now, if you head to everythingcaravancamping.com.au, you can purchase an ECC Parks Family Parks Travel Reward Membership. Now, it's only 30 bucks. Now, this membership, the things it gives you is, is crazy. 10% off your stay at all of the ECC Parks and Family Parks destinations throughout Aussie here and over in New Zealand. You get discounts and deals while you travel with their rewards. You get the third night free. You get voucher. You get an entry card to their frequent camper competition. So... For 30 bucks, you, you can't go wrong. So be sure to jump onto the website and check it out. Let's go. Well, that's it for this week. Hopefully you've enjoyed our podcast because I know I've had an absolute blast. Now, we'd love to hear from you, our listeners. We want to get you onto the show. If you're on a trip at the moment, you're planning a trip, if you've got any questions about anything we've covered, we want to hear from you. Now, you can email us at podcast at everythingcaravancamping.com.au. Be safe out on the roads. See you next time. Come on. Let's go. They've got everything. Everything caravan and camping. Let's go. They've got everything.